The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and good morning, or perhaps good afternoon, wherever you're listening, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by my good buddy Brett Neckersley. We're here to break down this wonderful Monday, January 11th card for you guys. We have a eight game, um, surprisingly to some of us. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, joke on my buddy Bratton over there. Not 10 game, eight game card to talk about with you guys. A uh, little little joke on air, a little just digging out my, my, my good buddy over there. But Bratton, how are we doing over there today? Oh, yeah, apart from researching two games that apparently don't exist, Mike, I'm doing pretty well. I'm I'm very interested to roll down my notes here and see what magical games I've conjured out of thin air because I have 10 games notes here and uh, I'm, I'm interested to see which ones don't actually exist. Yeah, that's exactly it. We're talking on air. Brett's like, oh, man, I'm ready for... Uh, this 10-game card, and I, I paused. I got nervous for a second. I was like, what did I miss? Uh, you know, 10 games. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, 10 games. Like, are you sure? Uh, we, we looked at two. We figured it out, though. We got it. We, we're, on the, we're on the right track. Uh, Brett, uh, at least, extra at least I'm on the over. I'm on the over looking, rather than the under. In the future. That's what it is. This is future <laughs> pitch right here. Uh, you know, uh, you, you got the crystal ball broken out. But, uh, before we jump into anything, guys, just a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor, uh, guys, if you haven't already, check out mybookie.ag. I get asked almost on a daily, uh, whether it's on the podcast, just in person, my personal life. Uh, people always ask me for betting tips, and I always get asked, you know, who do you want to play? Whether it's like you know the Lakers, the Clippers. Uh, maybe it was one of these playoff games today, uh, and I tell them what I tell you, and it's the same thing. It's where you bet is just as important as what you are betting on. And that's what I tell people is to go bet with my bookie. My bookie's reputation is the most solid in the industry, and they got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're not only the only place I trust to handle my bet- NBA bets, they're the only sports books guaranteed to give me the best lines for the national championship game, which is, guess what, guys? It's tonight if you're listening to the show, January 11th. We have more NFL playoff games we could jump on. You know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval very easily. To earn it, you've got to be one of the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, use the promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and you get your deposit matched halfway on up to 1000 bucks. So you put in $1,000, they'll give you $500 for free. So head over to my bookie if you want to add little excitement to the sports you love and get into the games that you want to bet on. So... My bookie promo code HOOPBALL. And then, as you guys know, I am very passionate about Manscaped. Uh, they have absolutely phenomenal products, and they are all over the board in what you need. So whether you need a nice little trimmer, they have the lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, uh, battery lasts up to 90 minutes. It is a quick charging battery as well. You can go over there, get the ear and nose hair trimmer. Uh, that thing is absolutely spectacular. That's probably one of my favorite products. I got it about a month, month and a half ago. Uh, thing's phenomenal. Uses about 9,000 RPM motor, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. It's inten- intelligently contoured design, enhances the trimming experience, and is waterproof, again, like all of their products. So uh, what do you need right next to your sink or next to your bathroom? Uh, you need waterproof products. So, guys, go check out Manscaped. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. And you will get 20% off plus free shipping on any purchase that you make. 
That's any purchase. Uh, it can be anything from the, you know, the conditioner to the body wash uh, up until the whole kit, if you want, which I highly recommend because once you get one product, you'll probably end up piecing it together anyway, and you'll spend more that way. So, But use that promo code HOOPBALL20. So, Brenton, we have some games to jump into, eight games to jump into, uh, believe it or not. Eight games. New York Knicks, Charlotte Hornets is the first one uh, that is popping up on our docket over here. Uh, for the Hornets, on the injury report, Cody Zeller has been listed out. Knicks have yet to submit their injury report for us. Uh, the you know cheeky Knicks over there keeping it kind of quiet. Uh, and then as far as uh, a spread, guess what? We don't have one yet for this game. So a little bit of an interesting game. Some things definitely to, uh, to look at with the Knicks. Um, on the second half of a back-to-back, Julius Randle, 9,600, Brent. And I haven't been really sniffing too many shares of him, and it might cost me more money than it's earned me, but what are you doing with this guy? Yeah, I think at the moment, if you're not playing Randle, it is probably costing you money. Um, 9,600 for Julius Randle is just, yeah, wow factor. Um, I, you know, I can't believe we're paying that much for this guy um, as we are for some of the other guys on this slate, like Trey Young. It's just crazy. But uh, he's basically been exceeding everything uh, throwing at him. He's putting up a stack of DK points every time out. Um and his lowest DK return in the last seven games has been 38, and that was against the Raptors, um, you know, not the Hornets. So, look, this is a defensive matchup, uh, a dream matchup for Randall. He's put up 360-plus DK points in the last seven with a 59 thrown in there for good measure. So, look, I just don't see how you can't play Randall against the Hornets um, where they are just leaking fantasy points to big men. Yeah, and I, honestly, uh, like I said, I've been off of Randall pretty uh, pretty regularly. But uh, this is a slate I honestly think I might find myself with a share or two. Uh, just looking at some of the other priced-up guys, you know, um, we have Westbrook most likely expected to sit. Domchik's now up to 11-3, and it's in a, it's in a nice matchup. Uh, but now he's right in the in the likes of you know, Lillard, which I, I prefer him over Lillard. Beal, that's a toss-up, but Beal's going against one of the tougher defenses in the NBA right now, so I probably prefer Randall in that matchup. Trey Young's a little hobbled. Uh, and then now we're starting to get down to some guys that are he's a little bit of a tier above at the moment. So, I could definitely get in on a little bit of Randall uh, on this slate specifically. So um, outside of him, though, who else are you looking at on this next team? Yeah, just before we do that, I've got a number of guys. I don't often play uh, big price guys on in my lineups, but there's a couple I'm pretty interested in here, and Randall is definitely one of them. Look, honestly, outside of that for the Knicks, uh, Alfred Payton, 6,400. That would only be a real GPP kind of target for me. The, the difference between this guy's floor and his ceiling can be about 10 to 15 DK points. So he's just a bit of a risky option, in my opinion. Uh, I don't mind him against the Hornets' backcourt, but, yeah, I just think we can do better later on. And the same thing here for RJ Barrett, 6,900, um, probably a little bit priced up. But he can have his nights. Um, the Hornets haven't been guarding the two as well as they have the one uh, for fantasy point production. So, yeah. Yeah, that may uh, – I'm probably not playing either of these guys, to be honest. And Austin Rivers is now uh, priced way up at 5300 and that's just way too much salary for a guy who I think put up less than DK uh, – less than 10 DK points tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, go, go on, Mike. Over to you. No, that's it, man. You you hit the nail on the head, man. I, I'm, it's, just, uh, it's just Randall for me. 
if you wanted to take a stab at Barrett, sure. Same thing with Peyton, but like you said, I think we'll have better options. So we'll slide over to the Hornets side of the ball. Uh, Lamella Ball, I mean, he's got to be the centerpiece in the story of things to talk about. Uh, dude showing out, and he's having a phenomenal season so far as a rookie. Uh, he's starting to get a little bit more increased minutes, which is going to be a scary thing once he sees him as far as stats because this dude just stuffs it. Uh, 7K now, though, he is getting a price boost. The matchup doesn't necessarily scare me away. I almost wish it was in the Garden because it would it would be a guy that loves the cameras, loves the lights, and he would be in his first game in the Garden. But uh, nonetheless, what are you thinking about him? I think he's fine to play here. I think that price is not uh, quite up to what his potential output is. I mean, I think he's just come off a 61-point feast against the Hawks, and Charlotte aren't much better, really, at uh, defending the backcourt. So uh, 61 against the Hawks, 41 against the slightly tougher Pelicans backcourt as well. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of interest in LaMelo Ball if he's going to keep playing like this, and I can't wait for this kid to start. I think it's time to get him in the starting position. Um, He's obviously got the skills and and the confidence to to do that. So yeah, I've got I've got interest in Lamelo for sure. And what about these other Hornets? I mean, we have Gordon Hayward. He's probably the other guy that most people might take a good look at. Seventy nine hundred. He's a guy that I'm keeping in my player pool. Um, it's a fine matchup. Not somebody that I'm overly gravitating towards though. I think I'd rather play him Lamelo at nine hundred less, especially in tournaments, just simply because of the upside. But not a lot else for me on this side of the ball. So I'll, I'll grab your thoughts real quick though. Yeah, no, I'm passing on the other two backcourt guys, Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier. Don't do it for me at those prices of 5800 and $6,500 uh, respectively. Pretty much pass at both those starting guard spots for me. Uh, look, I'll, I'll always have interest in Gordo. Uh, 7900 that, that's a fine price for him, I think. I think the pace is probably going to be down a little bit against the Knicks, but, uh, you know, apart from a couple of mid-20s outings against the Grizz and the Mavs, um, it, he's been showing a pretty pretty much a 40 DK uh, point floor. So that's where this price is at. And he has he has upside of, well, he dropped the 61 point uh, return against the Hawks. So I, I have no problems playing him here. Um, and I will just pass on the rest of the Hornets. Absolutely. We'll keep it moving to the next game. Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Cleveland. Take on the Cavs. As far as the injury report, uh, for Memphis, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Conchar, John Morant, Jonte Porter, Killian Tilly, Justice Winslow, all ruled out. For Cleveland, Matthew Delvadova, Dante Axum, Darius Garland, Kevin Love, Kevin Porter Jr., Dylan Wendler, all ruled out. While Colin Sexton with that left ankle sprain is being considered questionable, I would consider him probably more on the probable side of things. Uh, and as for a spread, I actually believe we have this one, uh, which is, you know, this might be the theme, guys, going forward uh, during this season. We're going to have a lot of days and nights before where there's no spreads, there's no game totals with uh, health and health protocols and uh, just the factor of injuries, everything going on. We'll be lucky if we can get half a slate half the time right now. But Memphis uh, is getting three points in this one, 218 and a half uh, total. Cleveland, like I said, uh, being favored by three. So. We'll start off on the Memphis side of the ball. We'll start with the away team. What are you looking at over here, Brian? I mean, this is kind of like a dumpster fire of two teams that are very inefficient <laughs> and play zero defense. So it can either be one of those games where we're looking at, you know, a, a 240 game total, but it's all said and done. Or we're looking at, you know, a nice solid, like, you know, one 170. Uh, it, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes either way. Well, uh, you know, who are you looking at, though? 
Yeah, I think that um, game total was a little low that you read out then. But uh, look, I, to be honest, Grizzly side of the ball, I'm really not looking at too much here. And, and that's a, a funny thing to say when you, you're playing the Cavs uh, for fantasy. But uh, yeah, I'm just not too interested in Tyus Jones at 6K. That's uh, it's too much for that dude, even if he is the starting point guard. I'd just, yeah, worry about upside with him. It's too high for me to trust. Um, he's only reached that value once in five games as the starter. Uh, so yeah, past there. Um, Anthony Melton, 3,800. That gives us a pretty nice low salary option if we need it somewhere. Uh, he's actually returned, what is it, 22.75 uh, and 25.75 on his last couple, and he's played 21 and 22 minutes. So, look, it's it's hard to trust. Um, we don't know which way these um, minute splits are going with so many guards in the rotation. You've got to think about Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain um, as well. And, yeah, I'm just kind of passing on most of these guys with maybe a little sprinkle of Melton if I need some value um, I'll just jump on small forward or the wing before we keep going and yeah Dylan Brooks is not for me um, he's shown a couple of small upside games but that's been against poor opposition we need to keep that in mind when you go back through um, you know the last 10 games of a player make sure you check the opposition because yeah uh, when he plays against good teams the fantasy production just isn't there it's not there a lot of the times anyway. Brooks is like <laughs> very like Harrison Barnsley to me. He where is. it's like just guys I just don't find myself playing because overwhelming. Uh, or, I mean, more often than time, they're underwhelming. Um, and then when you watch a game and they're in there, who enjoys watching? Like, I'm not saying they're bad basketball players. I'm sure they got friends and family out there that love watching them play. I'm just not one of their friends or family. So. <laughs> Um, I'm with you though. Just just the Anthony Melton for me over here on the Grizzlies. I I love this kid. I think he's going to be a stud um, as his minutes start to creep up. There, you know, he's slowly been seeing his minutes rise uh, game after game since returning uh, from uh, the COVID uh, health and uh, safety protocol uh, he was going through. And you know, we don't know exactly whether or not he had it and what the thing was, but. Uh, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for guys to come back when they're dealing with something like that. So we got to take that into account. But eventually this guy, I think he's better than Tyus Jones. He's better than pretty much anybody on their bench, better than Grayson Allen. Um, Bain, that's up to, that's up to, uh, you know, up for debate, different, different position, different skill set necessarily. But Melton's um, a real deal. And if this dude is going to be playing low 20s at 3,800, he's a great point per minute guy. So I like him for a value play. Uh, on the Cleveland side of the ball, Oh, before we go there, can I just drop in another one? Drop them. Drop them. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, 7,200. He, he's got to be a pretty good target tonight up against uh, the Cavs' centre rotation. Uh, he has been pretty much good for 30 to 40 DK points every single night without lighting the world on fire, but against the Cavs, this should definitely be closer to 40, I would have thought, and I, I reckon he may even get past that. Um, we have to keep an eye on what's going on with him with COVID. I think he tweeted out on his personal account that he's right to go, but uh, yeah, just keep an eye on the news. If JB's ready to suit up, I'll play him against the Cavs every night. Yep, you are correct. He does. Uh, he did say that he should be good to go. I don't mind JV. I'm always on JV just simply because of the point per minute ability that this guy has. He can just rack it up. It's just always about the minutes with them, usually under 30, high 20s. Uh, and we have a lot of center options, so I don't mind that call. I just don't know if I end up falling on him with uh, especially some of the value that we have at center that we will get to. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, we have another center that we need to start off with, Andre Drummond, 9,200. 
you know, starting to kind of pick things up a little bit. The field goal percentage still not what we want to see. That's been a big struggle of his throughout the season. And a lot of it in due part. And I don't try to take credit for things that I did not say. So this is going to pain me over here, Brandon. But Santino said something that was kind of knowledgeable and made sense. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I don't like to admit that, but you know, oh man, uh, just, just laid into it, let it go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might as well. That's what it feels like. It feels like I get a slap. Now, uh, Drummond, he's, the percentage is going to be down as long as Sexton's out uh, and Garland's out. He needs one of these guys to help him create. He can't be the guy. I mean, we saw that Shaq in a full play that he pretty much made. Oh. Um, he needs some. He needs some help down low. He needs some help to find help somebody set him up. He needs a couple oops, some easy baskets, some putbacks. A lot of the offense is actually getting forced to him, and it's very unfortunate because his percentages are suffering. And I know it's DFS. We don't care about percentages, but we want to see him make more shots than miss. Uh, those will equal better games. Nonetheless, 9,200, I don't mind him. Not one of my premier options, but it's Andre Drummond. I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you talk about Drummond? Why don't you talk about some of these other uh, calves that you have interest in? Yeah, for sure. And I, I watched that video as well. And oh, man, I, I just had it on repeat for about five minutes with tears rolling down my face. Um, It looked like uh, I thought my video had stopped when he was just standing there holding the ball. And, and I could see everybody else running around him. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen on a basketball court. But move, moving on to fantasy. Uh, yeah, I like this price for, for Drummond. Um, look, he's he's had a couple of low returns in the last week or so, but then he came out and gave a 63 against the Bucks. So, yeah, I'm not really going to say much else there. Um, Valentinus is, you know, a kind of tough kind of matchup for centres. But Drummond's never really been discovered uh discouraged by this kind of defense uh i've got no problems going there uh if we just slide into the backcourt quickly uh garland is still out so the chalk play is always going to be colin sexton if he is in um he's obviously going to be handing the handling the ball a, ho- a whole heap more with with garland out so uh he still gets his shots as well 6800 i i really like Sexton in this matchup. Sorry, guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the Grizz aren't great at, at limiting backcourt guys either. So, uh, not a bad play there. Um, Damian Dotson's minutes are just too hard to predict, even with Garland out. Uh, one guy I do have a little bit of interest in is Chetty Osman, 5,900. He's been uh, burning it lately. Uh, the outside shot is falling, and with these shooters, uh, it's worth just sticking with them until the shot goes away again for DFS. Um, I think he can be considered relatively trustworthy anyway. So uh, he's been pitching in nicely with a handful of rebounds and gave us seven assists in each of his last three games, which is pretty impressive for a wing type of player. Um, uh, He he does handle the ball a little bit, obviously. So I like a bit of Chetty Osman there too. What about you? Yeah, I don't mind looking at Osman if uh, if Sexton sits because I think that's kind of where a little bit more of that facilitation came from. Uh, when they don't have Sexton, obviously they lost Exton for Exton uh, for a length of time. No Garland, no Delvadova, uh, not even Dylan Windler at this point. So they kind of were forced to play a little bit of uh, a little bit of point Osman and point Dotson at times. Dotson's the guy that's technically starting at the point uh, when Sexton Sexton's out. Uh, I'm not really interested in too many of these guys, other than like you said, maybe an Osman. If we do see that Sexton's out, I don't mind taking a flyer on Andre Drummond. But everybody else feels priced right. Uh, Sexton, 6,800. I can see playing him. Um, I don't. I don't expect him to be limited if he plays. You know, keep that in mind. They're going to need him if he. If they're going to play him, they're going to play him. 
Uh, Cleveland's not necessarily out here, you know, going to risk Sexton uh, to further his injury and, you know, make it worse or anything like that if he's not able to go. So uh, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on him, but I'm not really too interested in this game as a whole. So I'm ready to keep it moving. Let's do next, it. Next game, Milwaukee Bucks going against the Orlando Magic for the injury report. The Bucks, Giannis Probable, Torrey Craig out. Orlando, Alfred Camino, Michael Carter Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac. All out, as well as uh, Chuma Okiki. And then uh, Evan Fournier is being considered questionable. This game, at the moment, uh, does not have a game total. Does not have a spread. Nice of them to do that. We'll slide over to you, Bren. Talk about this Bucks team. What can we expect from them? So let's start with the monster in the room, I guess, and it's, it's Giannis. Uh I'm not going to attempt the last name. I rarely do. Um, but uh, everybody knows who I'm talking about. I got about. it. Ante de Kumpo. Ante de Kumpo. There you go. I got it too, but I don't like risking it on the fly. <laughs> if, I, if I stop and think about it, I can do it, man. But, yeah, let's just stick with Giannis for now. It's easier. Uh, so 11K, like... I don't often play this guy, uh, and it's, you know, risk of blowout, risk of low minutes, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, 11K doesn't scare me off here for this guy against the Magic. I just think there may be more reason for me to play him here tonight where I may usually just just walk away from the high, one of the highest guys on the slate. I know we've got another one coming up, but um, I just think have a feeling that, the Magic may be able to keep this a bit closer than than, than other teams. Uh, and if we can get Giannis up to, you know, 32, 33 or, or even more minutes, then that 60K day point, uh, a DK, 60 DK point limit is, is there's a potential to blow it away. Uh, so I like the look of Giannis here. Um, I'm going to have him in some shares where I don't normally roster a whole lot of high-priced guys. Um, how about you? Can you play him? Yeah, I think it just comes down to, do I play him over Doncic? Um, That's it. I don't think I do. I, I just think that the the Bucks have the ability to put the Magic in a blender in this game. Um, you know, they're going to probably end up rolling out Cole Anthony again. Cole Anthony is a rookie who struggles with from the field mightily. He did in college. I think he shot like 30-something percent in college, uh, and he's been struggling mightily from the floor in the NBA. He's going to be prone to turnovers. He's going to have the clamps of Drew Holiday and Dante Givincenzo all over him all game. Um, and then outside of that, you know, Aaron Gordon's still kind of on a minute's limit. It's basically going to be the Vucevic show and just hoping that these other guys between, you know, Cole Anthony, Gary Clark, James Enos, that these guys can, you know, keep up with this tempo that the Bucks play at. It's an up-tempo game. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's going to be a tough battle for him. Um, I'm probably going to, you know, I'm not saying fade this game. Like, you know, Giannis is always in play. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just don't see myself going to this game all that often. Uh, we have eight games on, and, you know, we talked about these first three. I, I'm probably going to get a majority of my guys in the later games, to be honest. Um, the next game, I do have some interest in, but this game as a whole, um, I can pick and choose a couple guys that don't mind, but guys, uh, not too many I'm going to be overweight on. Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, Luke is the obvious spot here, and we'll get to him in that Pelicans matchup. But um, I, I still just, yeah, I, I will be tinkering with Giannis in a few lineups tonight, I think, and see what I can come up with. 
It's a great contrarian play, especially for a GPPs. And I don't even know if you could call it contrarian with Giannis. I mean, he's going to have some decent ownership, but it'll definitely be less than Lucas. Yeah. Uh, so I could definitely see, you know, making that pivot. And if, when you say any given night, oh, Giannis outscored Luca. Yeah, I'm real shocked. No, we're talking about two of the highest caliber best players in the NBA. Uh, that's going to happen any given night. To go out there and just, you know, say with uh, 100% certainty that Luca's going to outscore Giannis, I can't do that. Uh, but I, I'd probably put my chips on that side of the table if I if I had to bet. Fair enough. Uh, man. What, what about anybody else? Uh, you talked about Giannis. Um, so obviously, you have to if you're if you're willing to play Giannis, you have to be willing to play some of these other guys. Because uh, the only time you you fade Giannis or you're completely off of him is if you're just kind of worried about that game script. So Holiday, Middleton, uh, Divincenzo, Lopez. You know the other four starters that we're looking at. Any of them entice you? Yeah, there's a bit of interest on this side of the ball, and and yeah, I'm I'm a little bit with you. I don't play the Bucks very often, but I don't mind this matchup. Um, Drew Holiday is going to basically be playing on Cole Anthony, who is a rookie. So yeah, uh, good luck to that guy. Uh, he it, Drew's kind of steadied this ship a fair bit lately, and at 6900, there is upside there. Um, Middleton at 8200, he's had a little price bump, 500 dollars there. Had a few quietish games in the last week or so, uh, but yeah, really, uh, uh, yeah, 8200. I, I, I think he can exploit Orlando and, and get past that as well. Um, he had a 50 game against uh, the Jazz during the week, I believe. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is if Giannis can't go, uh, Middleton pretty much becomes a lock. Um, and the only other buck I've been grabbing of late, and uh, I've been joking with Dave and uh, on the podcast over there on on Fridays is Bobby Porter. So I, I'd hate playing this guy. I don't like the dude, but 5,800, uh, yeah. There's two ways this can go. Um, uh, Bobby Portis comes off the bench and is up against weaker opposition and continues to play minutes in the 20s and gets there, or Giannis is out, Bobby Portis comes in, uh, starts and gets there that way. So I like Bobby Portis in this one too. All right. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm probably hop off Bobby Portis. I cashed in on him last game. I played him all over the place when Giannis was out. I uh, played a ton of him, played some Middleton, uh, and then I rolled out of there. And we collected my winnings, and I feel like going back to Bobby Portis <laughs> just feels dirty to me right now. Uh, uh, we'll lay it outside of the ball, though. Uh, who are we looking at over here? I kind of gave my piece on these guys. Cole Anthony's up to 5,600. I'll take a hard pass on that. Uh, and I think, you know, push come to shove. If I had to play any one of these guys, it might be Aaron Gordon at 67. Vucevic's always in play, but we have better center options, in my opinion. So, it's probably just maybe a little Aaron Gordon, slight bit of Terrence Ross, but that that's it for me. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I probably won't have much to do with Aaron Gordon. I have played him a fair bit lately. Uh, I just want to, yeah, just stay away against Bucks defense on Gordon. Um, but I do like Terrence Ross, uh, 6K. He's been a little bit off uh, lately. Um, had a couple of absolute wild disasters, um, I think, against... Oh, I can't see who it's against, sorry, but 22% from the field in one game and then 25% from three against the Rockets. Uh, yeah, if Ross misses shots, you may find yourself in trouble because there's not a whole lot of other stuff going on there for him. But, uh, yeah, with uh, with Markel out, uh, there is obviously some minutes and some usage to happen here. Um, you know, it, it's going to happen, and, and, and Ross is the usual microwave off the bench. Um, Vooch, I, I like targeting centers against the Bucks. Uh, Robin Lopez is very happy hanging out at the three-point line and Ooh, you, well, you called you got a, you got ahead of yourself right there 
Why? You said you said Mr. Uh, you said Robin Lopez. Oh, I did too. Yeah, you mean, you mean I know what you meant. You, meant you know what? I, you know I, what? I just you it's scooped the, him in our fantasy league, and now you're just so <laughs> you're so excited to see what he's going to do for you. Exactly tomorrow. why, man? Because as soon as um, Thomas Bryan went down, I was on that waiver wire and and picking between <laughs> Robin Lopez and Mo Wagner. So that is exactly why he's on my mind. I apologise, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Lopez likes to hang out at the three-point line. Vucevic is going to muscle him around a little bit, 8900s. You know, th- there's there's a little bit of meat on the bone in uh, in that price left. Um, and, again, as you said before, Mike, there's usage to go around here. Vuce is going to grab plenty of that with Markel Fultz out. And, uh, yeah, as long as the uh, guards can get him the ball, he should be fine here. Yeah, that's a good call because uh, the increased usage, it's still too underpriced for what he does. He makes sense if you wanted to run it back with somebody. Uh, he, if, if Orlando stays in this game, Vucevic's having a massive game. And there's no doubt about it. Uh, we'll slide on to the next game. Phoenix Suns going against the Washington Wizards. Again, this one, uh, no game total, no spread. A lot of it probably do because we're still waiting to see a few things on the injury report. Some things we already know, but we'll have to monitor some. Uh, for the Suns, campaign doubtful. Jalen Smith out. For Wizards, Thomas Bryant, as we know, torn uh, torn up his knee a little bit, torn ACL out for the year. Russell Westbrook has been ruled out with that left quadriceps soreness. So, uh, Wizards are going to be a little hobbled. Phoenix, you know, I'll keep it frank. Mikel Bridges coming off of that fantastic game. You know, if you want to chase the game, I won't blame you. He's a good player. I probably won't do it, though. I don't see myself going. This is a fantastic matchup for the Sun. I just don't see myself having too many shares outside of uh, if you wanted to play like a Devin Booker. Um, even then, he's pretty much just been returning value. And I wouldn't be shocked if Phoenix just crushes him right here. Um, you know, without two of their best players, you know, no Thomas Bryant now, no Westbrook for this game. It's going to be the Bradley Beal show. And this defense, this team, Phoenix has been out of this world this season. So uh, I'll probably take a hard pass on just about most of these guys, like I said, outside of a Booker. And if you're desperate, maybe Javon Carter with campaign doubtful. How about you? Uh, yeah, I don't have much interest in the, in the Phoenix um, backcourt. Um, we haven't seen the ceiling Devin Booker yet. Um, well, we may have seen him, but it's been uh, on a rare occasion. 9,600. 9,600, is that correct? No, I'm getting 7,900. Okay. I've taken some incorrect pricing uh, off of the showdown slate here, I reckon, Mike. So apologies, everybody. I might just have to check in with you on a couple of these, Mike. Uh, so what was it, seventy? 70- 7900 for him. Yeah, that's that's still too high for me on Booker at the moment. Um, Chris Paul, I'll pass on at the moment. He's just nowhere near what we need in DFS. Uh, you mentioned Mikael Bridges. Uh, honestly, guys, don't don't chase. I, I try to chase as uh, little as possible. Uh, you know, we know what Mikael Bridges is as a player. We we know what his you know floor is. It's you know 2730, and his ceiling's probably you know more more like 40. And and don't chase guys that have a a, a massive outlier like this. Uh, you'll probably just end up getting burnt. Um, it's the best advice I could give you. Um, Aiton, price for Aiton, please. 7300. Or yeah, 73. Yeah. Um. Look. The, Nothing and nothing overwhelming has been happening for DeAndre Ayton, that's for sure. But uh, we're now talking about a Washington team with no centre, or a, you know they're going to have to play backup centres here to to cover um, the injury to Thomas Bryant. So Ayton could really smash through that price. I, I think uh, I don't mind it. Um, yeah, 
keep it close, maybe not. The Wizards probably don't keep it close, but I don't, I don't mind to look at it. Look at Aiton there. Uh, the only th- the only on the other side of the ball for the Wizards, the only guy I'm really interested in is Hal Neto. Um, whenever Westbrook does not start, you can have a look at this guy. One problem there, Chris Paul defense. Ah, uh, yes. So that may be just a fade as well. Um, value plays, Mike. Are you, are you having a look at whoever may come in here at center for Washington? Not really, no. Not not in this matchup. Maybe in a different matchup we could take advantage of. It. I'm expecting just a kind of um, like a big split between Rui, Bertans, and Lopez. Wagner will get thrown in there too, uh, especially if they're going to need someone to help stretch the floor. So don't be shocked if we do see some Bertans at the five and we see some Wagner at the five. That's kind of what they're going to be looking to do. Bryant offered that in their starting lineup, and it was something that they loved to have. Uh, it comboed very well with Westbrook that he could stretch the floor. Westbrook could crash the glass and still come up with those guard rebounds for him. So it wouldn't shock me if, if we start to you know slowly see them go that way. But Lopez, he'll probably end up drawing the start. I'm expecting anywhere between 22 to 25 minutes from him. Um, maybe he gets a little bit more. If, if he does hit that 26 mark or more, he's a great play at 4,100. So I'll look at Lopez. Uh, outside of that, I'll be playing Ish Smith. Uh, 4,400 for the exact reasons that you said uh, you kind of like Raul Neto um, and that you didn't like him. Uh, going against Westbrook, I just think that's a terrible matchup. Uh, you know, I expect Ish Smith to, you know, really take on some facilitating roles. He's probably going to, you know, check in maybe six minutes into the game uh, as soon as Chris Ball's checking out. So I'll take some shots at Ish Smith at 4,400, just Robin Lopez, and I'll cut it, call it quits right there. Cool. Let's keep it moving. Philadelphia 76ers going to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. As far as injuries go for Atlanta, buckle up. Boyan Bogdanovich, Chris Dunn, Danilo Gallinari, Double O, Rajon Rondo, all rolled out. Tony Snell, Trey Young, Kevin Werder, Bruno Fernando, all considered probable for the Sixers. Seth Curry, Terrence Ferguson, Tobias Harris, Furkdon Korkmaz, Shake Milton, Vincent Poirier, Ben Simmons. All ruled out. Mike Scott is probable. Joella Embiid is probable. Ooh. This is this is a doozy. So we'll start it off, Brent. Uh, I'll let you take this. <laughs> Go for it, man. Thanks. Gee, thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, but yeah, before- I don't. I, I don't even think I need to say there's no spread and no game total. Okay, cool. Before we move into players, you, you and Santino are copping out with this double O business. Say the dude's name. Don't. Alright. Okungu. That's close enough. Onika Okungu. I'm get it. I was running through some of the, the funnier names for my eight year old, uh just just pulling them up on the uh the internet and getting him to try and say them and uh I pulled that one up for him and he just nailed it. Onika Okongo. Oh, I can't even do it. And he just nailed it at eight years old. I loved it. It was very funny. If you, if you clip that, put that on Twitter and watch that thing go viral, man. Uh that's a, that's impressive. I got <laughs> I'll I'll give I'll give the credit where it's due. That's impressive. Uh all right, let's jump in. So seventy Sixes, uh, Simmons, Curry, out. Uh, talking backcourt here. Uh, yeah, 
everyone's darling is going to be Tyrese Maxi 4700. Um, you know, it basically puts a low salary guard in one of the best spots of the night against the Hawks, and it's going to be tough not to play him. I can see the reasons for the fade, and that is just because this guy's going to be so high-owned after the performance he put in during the week. Uh, but, yeah, any time Atlanta or Trey Young is your opposition, if, if Trey Young suits up, uh, you, you are in a really good position to uh, dominate. So, um, you probably probably can't expect 39 actual points, and that's a, a good reason that this kid got uh, so many DK points for us over 60. But tell you what, at, at 4,700, he, he needs half that to get through that value. Will you, will you be playing the kid? I'll have some shares for sure. I mean, this is a great matchup for him. Um, I'm not expecting the 30-plus shot attempts because Joel Embiid is probable for this one. This offense is going to run uh, through Joel Embiid as long as it stays close. So, um, between those two guys, they're my two primary targets on this game. I think they're both spectacular plays. Like you said, the maxi fade is warranted given the, the ownership that we're going to expect to follow him. That's the only reason you're fading the kid, though. Yeah. 4,700. Um, he's not going to get 30. I would expect 15, 14 minimum shot attempts. Uh, he's going to primarily be playing point guard. Um, and there's a lot of value to come with that position. I wouldn't mind some Danny Green just because we know that he's going to have to take some shot attempts too. He took 17 in that last one. Again, tone that down a little bit. It's not going to be 17, probably more like 10 to 12. Um, but the defensive stats are always there for him as well. The steals, the blocks, the other things. So three guys that I don't mind taking a look at. I'm not going to be going to chase the uh, you know Paul Reed or anybody that's starting in the front court outside of Joel Embiid. Uh, that's going to be fool's gold if you do. Uh, I'm just going through those three guys. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I guess the, keep an eye on the news. If MB does happen to sit, I think he's probable, isn't he? Uh, should yeah. be playing, yeah. But uh, if he does happen and not quite suit up for this one, then you've got to have a look at Tony Bradley at 3,300. Uh, that is the only other guy I'd be targeting here. I won't be playing MB if he is in. All right. What about this Hawks side of the ball? Yeah, uh, interesting. I, I'm not going to play Trey Young. Dude is obviously there's something wrong here. It's a massive risk at the salary as well because we don't know how this game's going to end up. It could be just an absolute demolition. Uh, 9,400 is too much for a guy in that that position. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll just pass right there. Uh, Cam Reddish, uh, hit and miss pass on him. Uh, even with, uh, yeah, Bogdan is out, correct? So I think I'll just uh, skip, skip through the Atlanta wings. Oh, DeAndre Hunter. Probably Hader and Reddish, I, I would expect to see the be the biggest beneficiaries with uh, Bogdan out. Those are they're going to need somebody else that's going to be able to spread the floor a little bit. Yeah, out of those two, I'll take Kevin. Um, Cam Reddish, I had played him a little bit early in the season, but he's just become up and down. Uh, I will pass on him. And DeAndre Hunter is is the only other real guy I'm having a look at. I think um, sixty two hundred. That's a Pretty strong play, and there will be usage there with Bogdan out. Um, pretty good floor. Yeah, he's got a good floor at the moment, uh, around 30, 35 DK points. So this 6,200 6, salary, that's not too bad. He may be more of a cash player. There's not a huge amount of upside in Hunter. Um, in this game, I will pass on Collins and Capella at those prices. Yeah, so I'm looking at two guys, and that's it. I'm not touching Trey Young. I'm not touching Capella. Uh, I don't think I'll be playing Hunter just because I'm more of a GPP guy. Like you said, probably better suited for cash. Yep. I don't mind looking at Reddish or Werder if I had to pick one. 
I want to say Werder, um, but with Reddish, you know, being the more healthy of the two and a little cheaper, I I can see that both those guys in play. And I don't mind looking at John Collins at 7,400. I just don't know who's going to be really guarding him. Um, He should be able to take advantage of just about everybody on this kind of riddled uh, Philly team. He's going to get a bunch of rookies and, you know, guys that are used to guarding guys like John Collins, following him around. So I don't mind taking a stab at him. It's, I don't love the price tag. I don't love the recent game logs or anything to do with them. Uh, but it's definitely a get-right moment for him. And with Trey Young, like we said, he is hobbled. He's dealing with a wrist injury. Uh, it's something that he's been, you know, he, he, he didn't even go through contact in practice, although he's going to play. Uh, it's definitely something that's bothering him, and it's evident over his past few games. So for that reason, I, I don't mind taking a stab at Mr. Collins at 7,400. Fair enough, Oops. Ben. Keep it moving, though. We have uh, a few games left. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Dallas to take on the Mavericks. Uh, As far as an injury report goes, Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Josh Richardson all rolled out. Maxi Kleber, and get this, Chris Stops-Porzingis considered questionable in this one. Uh, As for the Pelicans, Steven Adams questionable. He's dealing with a migraine um, I do not expect a migraine to keep Stephen Adams out. I've had migraines. They are the worst thing on earth. I would never wish them on my enemy, but Stephen Adams is also a tank. So it takes a lot to keep that guy out of a game. So we'll have to, we'll have to monitor it nonetheless. So we'll start off with this Pelicans team. Uh, we already know who we're looking at, at the other side of the ball. We might as well just save our time and breath, but uh, who are you looking at on the Pelicans? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of targets here. It's probably the bigger names more than some of the, um, well, more than the guys in the backcourt. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Lonzo, he needs to be around 5,500 for me to show any kind of interest in, in him, and he's at 63, so I'll just pass on Lonzo. Um, I'd love to see him get some uh, defensive counting stats into his score. I'm just just not encouraged at that price. Uh, Bledsoe, similarly, uh, had a few good games out there a little while ago, but... Uh, uh, he'd probably need to be less than 6K for me to have interest in him. And uh, he's 6,100. I'd play him at, I'd play him over over Lonzo Ball at the moment, but I'm not playing either of these guys. Have, have you got interest in backcourt guys here or not? No, Lonzo's kind of – I mean, this is a matchup where they could easily take advantage, especially with some of, uh, you know, Josh Richardson being out and some of these other backcourt guys being hobbled. Uh, you know, Brunson and Richardson are two of the, their best perimeter defenders. So there's definitely the the room for them to take advantage of it. Um, with this slate, do, do I find myself going there all that much? Uh, probably not. I, I'm not going to cross them off. I do like them better than a lot of the guards that we've already talked about, but it just so happens to be that there's you know a couple of guards in these last two games that uh, or I guess last five teams that I just like more than these guys. So if I had to pick one, push come to shove, I'd probably play Lonzo over Bledsoe. Um, mm-hmm. Not with much confidence, but just the simple fact that I trust his peripheral stats, and if a shot falls, it's even better. I'll take it as a bonus. Uh, but if Adams happens to sit, would you look at anybody between you know Jackson Hayes or no. would you you know Zion? Would we expect you know a fifteen rebound Zion game? Zion more than Jackson Hayes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I 
tend to get sucked into that. Hey, this dude at this price is really cheap and he's starting. Uh, I don't want to do that here. Uh, I won't be playing Jackson. But, yeah, moving on to Zion and, and the uh, the other guy in the room, Brandon Ingram, I think both of these guys are really, really good targets here. Uh, I don't know who the Mavs are going to throw at Zion Williamson to try and stop him. 7,800. Uh, he's, he's got a really safe floor at the moment. Um, and he, he did have a couple of low ones uh, at the end of – 2020, um, but he's bounced back really, really nicely, and 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 that's been up again against some pretty tough defense as well. So um, I like him here. Uh, his lowest in the last four outings is 31 DK points, uh, still hovering right around 40. And yeah, against this Mavs depleted kind of unit, uh, anything could be possible for Zion. Um, Bi Brandon's always in play at the moment, um, and also uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is out, I believe. So uh, I would have expected Finney-Smith to play some some minutes on Ingram and make it tough for him. But if that leaves Tim Hardaway Jr. at the defensive end taking on Brandon Ingram, uh, I don't know what the ceiling might be here. The, the floor is probably 40 DK points. The ceiling could be 55, 60. Uh, I, I think Bi's probably one of my favorite plays. I love Brandon Ingram. Um, I love this matchup for him. You hit the nail on the head. I love it. The only thing I don't love is the price tag, just simply because uh, there's a couple of guys that, you know, taking position eligibility out, you know, Vucevic, $300 more, push comes to shove. That's going to be a tough call. Uh, a couple of guys that are cheaper, you know, one of them we'll get to in the next game uh, at the exact same position that I just like a little bit more. Um, I definitely think he's in play. I prefer him over Zion. I want to say that very you know, cautiously because if Adams is out, I would definitely – I think both guys get a boost just because um, Ingram, don't, he's no slouch in the glass either. Don't forget that this guy has you know permanent double-double upside as well. So I think both those guys would get that boost. But uh, I, I, do, I do like both of them. I just don't know if I'm going to end up landing on either one of them all that much. And when push comes to shove, the discount between Zion and Ingram uh, might just be enough to make me – you know, push my way towards uh, towards Zion a little bit more. Outside of that, I'm not playing anybody else on this team. Nope. Fair enough, man. And and I can see your point of view there. Um, all right, I've covered my pals. You 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 take your Mavs and let's go to Luca. Yeah, that's it. You don't even need to say let's go to the let's go to the Mavs. I mean, we could. We've been getting. I've been getting some value. I had some Trey Burke value in the other night. I I made sure I jumped all over that. But yeah, Luca Doncic 11-3. Highest price player on the slate. This is a fantastic match for, for him, up pace matchup. Um, you know, Chris Taft may may not play. That doesn't really impact him too too much. It's just yeah, maybe a little bit of usage, but we're not going to expect a whole lot of minutes from Porzingis anyway. He's not in our player pool. He's not going to be on our radar. Leave him there for somebody else if they want to get all excited about it. Not playing Tim Hardaway Jr. at sixty seven hundred. Uh, he could pay that off with the usage that he'll be getting. Uh, nonetheless, there's just better options in my opinion that I'd rather go to. And like I said, I don't mind looking at a Trey Burke. He's just going to be a high-volume, high-usage guy for them. Uh, you know, 11 for 13, that's not going to happen. I'm not expecting 40 DK points again. Uh, he only played 21 minutes, but he came on ball. This is a good matchup for him. Uh, and expect the shot attempts to be there. 13, 12 shot attempts, those will be there. It's just not. He's not going to hit them at an 80-something percent clip every single game. So that's it for me. It's really just going to be a little Luca and just, a, a, you know, a, maybe a hair of Trey Burke. 
yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm actually not chasing the Trey Burke uh, outlier. I know he's got minutes coming here, but 4,500, and, and he's going to be another little darling of this slate where everybody's like, Trey Burke just had a massive game. Cool. That came on 29 actual points um, and four of seven from downtown with only four assists and zero rebounds. So if that shooting disappears, you've left yourself a little bit of a hole there. So I'm just gonna, not going to chase that one. Um, Luca. Just play Luca. I love love this price, eleven three. Um, like him over Giannis. Um, yeah, I I think I saw a spread earlier that, that had this game staying fairly close at around four points. So if we can get something above thirty, you know, even pushing into thirty five minutes for Luca Doncic, you just play him every night. Pelicans defense is definitely tougher than it was last year, but it certainly doesn't uh, scare me off of playing Luca here. Um, I think it's going to be the Luca and Ingram show. Yeah, and then there there is somebody else that uh, I didn't mention that we could take a look at, especially with Dorian Finney-Smith out. And uh, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense as a value play. And it's James Johnson, uh, the enforcer himself, um, the black belt. Uh, so many things that we could call him. Uh, Luca's bodyguard, uh, the real reason they brought him in. Uh, but he played 26 minutes in that last game with these injuries. He came out, put up 28 DK points. He's only 4,100. Uh, we know he's not a, you know, the most efficient and you know, most offensive, talented type of guy, but the blocks, the steals, the rebounds, he could chip in a little bit with the assists. He's definitely a guy that I think we could look at, um, and it does make sense knowing that there's going to be Zion out there. We may see uh, you know, Maxi Kleber find himself in trouble, and he's also questionable in this game, especially if he sits. Uh, that definitely makes James Johnson a player for me. Yeah, cool. What about uh, the forgotten man, Willie Cauley-Stein? No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, nah, I just don't like him. I don't think he's good at basketball. Uh, I don't like this matchup for him. Uh, it's not terrible. It's not great. But Stephen Adams is not a guy that I want to pinpoint. If Stephen Adams yeah. sits, maybe. But then we're also you know, throwing him in there with the likes of some other cheap centers that we've already talked about. Like, you know, when a push comes to shove, Willie Cauley-Stein or Robin Lopez, uh, you know, who would you, who would you play? I'd have a couple of shares of both. I'm not completely sold on Robin Lopez either. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it definitely becomes more interesting if um, Adams is out, that's for sure. All right. We'll keep it moving. Two games left. Uh, before we go any further, guys, stop what you're doing. Uh, you know, pause it. I'm giving you the, 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 the nice permission. When the podcast host says you can pause it, just give a quick pause. Uh, and... This was a free announcement, guys. It's a free announcement. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. What's the stuff? It is the bruise letter. It is back. Oh, yes. It's fresh. It's back for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on a podcast. It's not on social media. It is only in the email newsletter. There's only one way you can get it, and you can sign up for it, and you can get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021, and you can get Aaron Brewski straight to your inbox. And while you're at it, guys, sign up for the Fancy Pass. It is worth every single penny. $4.99 a month gives you access to all of the wonderful things that we have going on over here at Hoopball. Season-long stuff, DFS stuff. We have Discord. We have articles. We have behind-the-scenes content. All of it is at your fingertips for only $4.99 a month. Or if you want to interested, you can just get the DFS stuff. Uh, that is an even crazier price of $1.99 per month. That's less than a cup of coffee nowadays. So uh, it is well worth it. We're pumping out as 
some wonderful content. We're all putting in uh, some blood, sweat, and tears over here. Uh, you guys are getting it awfully cheap, so uh, drink our tears, enjoy them, uh, and get that cheap content. So two games left, Brenton. Toronto Raptors going against the Portland Trail Blazers. As far as injuries are concerned in this game, Zach Collins out. Raptors have not yet submitted their injury report. And switch the plan tonight. And then as far as a game total, 233.5 game total, largest spread or tied for the largest spread. Um, I lied. Yeah, tied for the largest spread that's been released so far. Uh, and Portland is being favored by four points in this one. So we'll start off with the Raptors. I have some interest in the Raptors. I don't love these guys' price tags, Brian, but I mentioned it on the, uh, on the show last night. There's one guy I was on tonight. Uh, I haven't checked to see how he's doing. I don't need to. Uh, I'm going to be all over him again. And it's Pascal Siakam at 8,100. I absolutely love him. I'm going to keep playing him. I think this is too cheap. He will be 86 to 8,700 before we know it. Uh, and it's one simple thing. He is playing the five. Give me him. Uh, he's not supposed to be playing power forward. He hated playing power forward. The coach made a change. He's playing the five. Norman Powell's in the starting lineup. I expect this to be something that they continue doing going forward. Rebounds are plenty. Um you know, going against your boy Yusuf Nurkic over there, who is struggling to stay in game shape right now. That they came out, they said that he needs to get his breath back under him. It's going to take some time. He spent the offseason in Bosnia with his family. Um, so I, I just think this is a great matchup for Siakam to take advantage of. So I'm going to continue to go back to that well. I don't think I'm going to, I don't mind Van Vliet and Lowry. Um, I don't love their price tags. That's the only thing. You were not really getting a discount on either one of those guys. So for me, uh, I'll take some shots on Siakam. I'll take some shots at uh, Norman Powell at 5K. Now he's in the lineup. And, uh, you know, maybe the the occasional Chris Boucher dart throw in GPPs, but that's it. Okay, man. Yeah, uh, look, I'm I'm not really high on Siakam. I, I get the center position thing. Um, I think it's a tough matchup, though, trying to go against Nurkic. I know they're completely different players. I'm just uh, leaning the other way on Pascal at the moment. So, uh, you know, 35 kind of DK points but against... Uh, yeah, against so against tough defensive units. That's that's what I'm trying to spit out here. Is uh, he, he's only really had a ceiling of 35 DK points, and yeah, playing centre makes it a little bit different. It moves him off of Robert Covington defence. That's for sure. So I don't I don't mind it. I'm just probably not sold as sold as much as you are. Um, I'm actually pushing more into the backcourt here for the Raptors. Um, most of us playing DFS know that Portland do not defend fantasy points very well at the guard positions. Uh, Lowry, 8,200. Freddie Van Vliet, one of my favourite guys at 8,500. Uh, I wouldn't usually play Freddie over Kyle, but I think Kyle's got the better matchup here against Lillard. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably be playing a fair bit of them both. Uh, I think there's upside here for both of these guys. I, I love the spots for him. I think they're both phenomenal spots. I just don't know if I end up landing on due to the price tag. And I know I'm going to have some Siakam shares. So how much of Toronto do I overload on? It's a great total. Um, you could play two of these guys easily. I just don't know if I will. Um, and I get what you're saying about Siakam. I'm just, I love the rhythm he's in. Uh, we're talking the past three games, uh, including tonight, over 45 fantasy points. He put up 45 tonight, 51 against Sacramento, 51 against uh, Phoenix. And the rebounds are up over all three of these games. So uh, he had 11 rebounds tonight, nine in the last, nine in the one prior. So that's kind of what I'm attributing. I'm expecting also a little bit of more of an offensive force. And for every reason that you say it's bad against Nurkic, it's good in the same, in the same breath. Um, you know, he's going to get bullied down low. Don't get me wrong. 
But Siakam's not a guy that we're necessarily playing for those defensive stats. And I don't know if Nurkic's going to get enough run to necessarily force him into foul trouble unless he does it super, super early. Uh, outside of that, he's going to be able to just take him up the floor like it's his job. That's what I'm anticipating. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm with you. I think Van Vliet and Lowry are both in excellent spots as well. But are you going to be playing any Powell at 5K? Uh, yeah, if he's starting, I will. 5K is too cheap for a, a starter on the Raptors team. And, you know, um, Derek Jones Jr. is pretty much out there for only defense if, if Powell's playing the three. But it uh, doesn't really scare me off. And Powell's got to come good some uh, some stage. So 5K for Norm Powell. We'd, not, we'd look at that last season and just bang him into lineup. So hopefully he can turn things around. And, uh, yeah, if he's getting a bit more run with the starting unit, uh, it's, it's an excellent price. What about on this uh, Portland side of the ball? I mean, we just talked about some of these guys that are going to get taken advantage of because of their defense, but could we expect anything from Lillard and McCollum? Um, I guess we, we have to expect something from them offensively, but enough to play them in DFS. It's, it's tough at these prices, 9700 for Lillard. Um, he, he's obviously found his shot now, really struggled at the start of the season. But um, I just think uh, 9700 we're probably paying up for guys like Luca before we're paying for Lillard. Um, CJ McCollum has just been on fire. Um, you know, uh, he had a couple of uh, pretty quiet games back uh, the beginning of this week, I believe, um, or last week, and then just came out against the Kings with 51 DK points in 29 minutes. So uh, that's that's a monstering. Um, that's that's cool. Uh, I know you don't like to play CJ much, but uh, I, I still do. Um, Freddie isn't the, the easiest matchup on the other side of the ball, but I think you still have to have some lineups with CJ in them again tonight. Um, solid floor, pretty big ceiling. Hopefully the game stays close and I'm right and we can take advantage of some points there. I say it all the time, Brett, and I hope people listen to this show. And if you if this is your first time, write this down. Shooting guards versus the Kings. It is a thing, and they will continue <laughs> to cook them. I don't play McCollum. I'll tell you what. I had a couple of shares. Uh, it's a shooting guard versus the King. It's the only time I probably played McCollum all season long, to be honest. Uh, I don't pay that 8800 price tag for him. As hot as he is, I'm expecting things to kind of return back, back down to earth, um, you know, eventually. He's been just kind of shooting out of his mind. Uh, I won't be playing that price tag, 9700 for Lillard. It's Lillard. I get it. A little bit too much for me. Nurkic's starting to creep up there. Uh, until we see the minutes back up, uh, I, I'll probably take a pass. I was expect, I was kind of anticipating that a lot of that was due to just blowouts, and it probably was. But uh, now that they came out and said a lot of it has to do with game shape, um, I'll, I'll take a pass until we can kind of see it get up there at that price tag. But there is one guy I do have a little bit of interest in. Let me get your thoughts on him. Not somebody I say very often. Inez Cantor, 5,100. Don't love the price, but I do love the matchup. He's going to continue to play right around 18 to 20 minutes or so, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. Uh, but the rebounds have been off the chart. And now that they're starting to see Akim at the five, we're talking about an extremely large bench for this Raptors with Aaron Baines, with Chris Boucher, and with Alex Lent. So we should see a fair amount of candor off the bench regardless. So at 5,100, I have some interest in him. Yeah, that's a pretty good call. Well, like you said, big bodies for for the uh, for the Raptors out there. So someone's if Nurkic is you know puffing and blowing a little bit, then then Kantik will continue to see minutes. So yeah, I don't mind the call. I, I actually didn't have him noted down here, but uh, I'm just going to grab my pen and note him down now. All right. Anybody else on the Blazers you're looking at before we jump into this final game? Nah. 
All right, man. Let's keep it moving. Final game. Indiana Pacers going against the Sacramento Kings. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, for the injury report, Pacers, Goga, Jeremy Lamb, and T.J. McConnell, along with T.J. Warren, all out. Jalen Lequie and Brian Bowen, the second, are doubtful. Jeremy Lamb's actually edging towards a return, so something worth monitoring, especially with T.J. Warren out. He'll probably eventually slide into that starting role instead of Holiday, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And for the Kings, Buddy Heald, Rashawn Holmes, both questionable. Decon Jeffries has been ruled out. So we'll start with the away team, the Pacers over here. It's a great spot for these guys, but who are you looking at? Yeah, you've already touched on, you know, Sacramento defense, basically, and how you love the target shooting guards. Well, I think you can target both. Ah, yeah. <laughs> take it from me. I, I am going to take it. Sold it. Yeah, you did, man. You let the cat out of the bag early, and I'm going to run with it. Um, Victor Oladipo, 6,900. Uh, he's going to find himself in an absolutely beautiful spot tonight versus the Kings, uh, 6,900. You know, that's got a, a fair bit of value taken out, but uh, I still think we can play Depot um, a little against this terrible Kings defense. No props. Um Back to uh, backcourt dudes, uh, Brogdon as well. Although I think Brog- Brogdon's in a great spot here as well. Um, Eighty-three hundred against the yeah the fantasy. T- sorry, the defending team who gives up the most fantasy points at point guard. I think that's a great price too. Um, he's pretty much you know monstering this price at the moment. Uh, his lowest score in the last four is. 43.5 DK points, and he's hit 55 or better uh, in three out of the last four. There's not not much else to say. You can target both of these guys. Sorry, sorry, Mike, have I taken everything out of that for you? No, 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 that, that's, that's perfect. Uh, all the deep on Brighton are two top targets. I don't mind Sabonis, but then we have to, you know, start juggling. Do we like Sabonis more than Randall? Both those guys are in a phenomenal matchup. So um, I think when push comes to shove, I prefer Randall just by a slight edge. <laughs> Did you just put Sabonis and Randall in the same price bracket and the same? I don't think I did. Imagine if, three years ago uh, when I think Sabonis was kind of you know with the Thunder before, right before they got rid of him. I, I never thought we'd be saying this uh, with Oladipo though. Now this is worth monitoring for everything I just said about shooting guards with the Kings. If Buddy Heald is out, Tyrese Halliburton will probably draw the start at uh, shooting guard. Uh, he's probably going to draw the start at shooting guard either either way. And now we have to keep an eye on things. This rookie is excellent defensively. Uh, he managed to shut down some of the best, some of the best guards and wings in the league so far. That when he's been matched up against them. That being said, Oladipo, he might teach the rookie something. Um, he's in play for me. Just I, I think I actually might be playing, paying the extra price tag for Brogdon in this one. It's something I'm monitoring. I will have shares of both. I'm just probably gonna just lower my ownership of where I would normally be with. You know, shooting guards versus the Kings. Maybe if I was playing, uh, you know, a shooting guard versus the King in about 60 or 70 percent of my lineups, I might be more like 40, 50. Still going to get all over it. Uh, but just, you know, I'm going to proceed with caution, knowing that that rookie's going to be on the other side. So let's slide over to that side of the ball, though. Uh, you know, talking about that, you know, Darren Fox, 7,900. Uh, healed at 64. If he doesn't play, Halliburton at 62. He's going to be an extremely popular plane for everything we just said about him being good defensively. The guy on the other side of the ball, Oladipo, is not bad himself. Who are you looking at over here, though? Yeah, uh, for the Kings here, I'm probably just passing on most of them except for Tyrese Halliburton. 6,200. Uh, you know, amazing start from this kid. Uh, uh, the 
price is starting to get up there, but it's still not matching the potential output from Halliburton. Um, and he, he gets points, he gets assists, he gets a few boards, and he gets the defensive stats as well. So uh, this might be the only place I'm willing to put money into for the Kings. Um, the only other real dart throw here is if Rishon Holmes can't go again. Um, Hassan Whiteside got 20-odd minutes in the last game. I don't want to play him. You don't want to play him. But if he gets 20, oh, I 20 play minutes. Him, oh, you do? Yeah. T- I like want to tw- play him. 20 to 23 minutes of, of Hassan Whiteside is sometimes worth 30 to 32 minutes of another centre. Um, so at 4,200, it's, uh, yeah, worth a look. We need to know what is happening with Holmes, though. I'm not playing. I'm not going near Hassan if Holmes is in. No, and you you said it perfectly. Uh, 22 minutes of Hassan Whiteside is 33 minutes of any other centre. Uh, if anybody watched that game, uh, that last game, we saw, you know, we saw Marvin Bagley play the five. He cannot play the five. He cannot play defense whatsoever. Yes, I get it. Whiteside has his miscues. He sucks. He could block shots, but he's really not that good defensively. They need him. Uh, if Holmes does not play, especially going against a double big front court of Sabonis and Miles Turner, I wouldn't be shocked if we see 28 minutes of Whiteside. Uh, I just don't think we're going to see – I mean, we, we might still see 28 minutes of Bagley, but they're not going to be able to go as small as they did in that last matchup. So, nonetheless, if there's no Rashawn Holmes – Whiteside becomes my favorite center play on the slate at 4,200. I will be overweight on him. Now it's the last game of the slate. We're not going to have all that news available. Make sure he's in your utility spot if you could. Um, I don't know if I'm going to lock him in as my immediate center play just because I won't have that news. I'll probably put him in util. And there are some pivots off of him. We talked about, you know, you mentioned Willie Cauley-Stein. That's where it comes into play. Uh, You can pivot off of Willie Cauley-Stein at the same price tag and just get a Hassan Whiteside and that uh, that Dallas game doesn't start until 8.30. So we get an extra hour and a half to hopefully have the news on Rashawn Holmes. If we hear it, great. Go to, go to Whiteside. So I'm all over Whiteside if Holmes sits. That being said, if Holmes plays, not playing him at all. Uh, other than that, I'm looking at Halliburton at 62. I don't mind that Fox price tag at 79. Um, you know, still a little hobbled, still having his minutes limited slightly. So until we see them back up to 35 for 34, I can't touch it, so that's it. Though uh, I'm going, I'm going to those two guys. Exactly the same with me, man. Let's end it then, right there. On a good <laughs> note. We agreed. We agreed. So uh, that's it, man. So if you guys have a quick second, you can give us a nice little follow on Twitter. We really appreciate it. You can find me at Mike Patria, M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find my main man Breton over at Terrain seventy two T E R T E R R A-I-N-7-2. That's it, man. All right. I got it. I think I butchered it. I think I messed it up last time, was it? But got it this time. Uh, We'll we'll answer any questions you guys got. Shoot them at us. Uh, Fantasy season long, DFS, you name it. We're around. We're just hoops guys looking to chat with some random people because we're losers. We got no life. That's why we love doing this (laughs) stuff. Um, It's it's honestly the most fun thing I I could ever do. I I dreamed about doing this as a kid, and now we get to do it. So I pinched myself um, for the position, the opportunity that we have, Brad. And this is pretty fun to do. Uh, But it would be a lot more fun if we can, uh, you know, take a quick second and go look at our nice little reviews and see a couple extra five stars, some thumbs up, some subscribes. So, guys, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, you name it, wherever you are listening. We really do appreciate it. It means a lot. Uh, it allows us to kind of keep adding more content and keep doing new things. So if you could give us a five-star review, we really do appreciate it. 
We will be back tomorrow. Uh, I won't be. I'm off, but somebody will be. Santino will be on. So that is it. Breton, I'll let you have the night off. I bet you probably thought I was going to let you close this one out. Not tonight, Um, man. Not tonight. I'm just kidding. Close this out. Oh, gee. Uh, You have been listening. (laughs) Just throw me in that again, Mike. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that that is a wrap. Uh, You've been listening to Hoop Balls DFS today. We are smashing your daily NBA fantasy every single day of the week. You can find us. Make sure you join us in the Discord, Discord server. Get yourself that fantasy pass and come and chat with some pros. Thank you for listening. NBA DFS today. We are out of here. I love Cardi Del Card. I got you that time. Thank you guys. Take care. This has been a hoop ball presentation.